Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Anybody watching the World Cup? Yeah? It's been pretty cool. I'm not usually a soccer fan, but, uh, uh, you know, soccer is the number one sport in the world. It really is. There will be 5 billion people watching the World Cup, 227 million a day tuning in just to watch the World Cup. So it's the number one sport in the world, and I kind of feel like it might be God's favorite sport. <laughs> Finally got some reaction from people. And here's why I think it's God's favorite sport. Every time I watch a soccer game, I see miracles. Like every single time there's miracles, signs, wonders happening all the time. I mean, people, you know, get hurt and then five seconds later they're healed. <laughs> like God loves soccer. I have an example for you. Check out this one example I have for you. Sok ilyen jelenetet bevallom, még nem láttam. És Berg tudja a lehető legjobban, hogy minden egyes ilyen kiak... Look at that, his, his leg pretty much gets cut off, and within 26 seconds, he's already fine talking to the ref, and... So I feel like God loves miracles. And I feel like our life should be like, you know, World Cup soccer. We should have miracles, signs, and wonders every single day. Every time we go out into the world, we should see miracles. I mean, healings just like that. Every time they go out. My title of my message is Wonderful, part two. And uh, I preached a message a few weeks ago called Wonderful because I think our life should be full of wonder. Kind of like World Cup soccer, full of wonder. People are wondering, how the heck did that guy get so hurt and now he's so healed? Just like that. <clears throat> But we preach a gospel in this church of power and of miracles and of signs and of wonders. And I want that life for me. This is what uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, 4. It says, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and of power. 1 Thessalonians 1, 5, 4. Our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. And miracles signs and wonders is why I'm here. That's why I'm at this church. A lot of you might know my story, but 16 years ago, I got healed of kidney failure. I had enormous pain in my body, and I went to the doctor, and they said, you're constipated. They said, you're dehydrated. They finally said, okay, fine, your kidneys are actually failing. We need to submit you into the hospital. And so I went to the hospital. Four days later, I'd lost 20 pounds. And then a guy from this church, filled with the Holy Ghost, wasn't just a word guy. He was a Holy Ghost power guy, came in and prayed for me. And my kidneys got healed just like that. I was out of the hospital in two days, completely healed. That was 16 years ago. I've never had a problem since. When I say the reason I'm here is because of miracles, I mean the reason I'm here is because of miracles. 
after that happened, we weren't even going to this church, but after that happened, I'm like, I want to go to that church. My wife still, after I got healed of kidney failure, the doctor asked me, do you have a will? Like, it was serious. She still didn't want to come to this church. She grew up where they said the Holy Spirit is bad. Speaking in tongues is from the devil. And so she still wasn't sure yet, so she needed her own miracle. Little did we know, while I was getting healed, we were also pregnant at the time. Shortly after uh, I got out of the hospital, a few weeks later, we found out she was pregnant, and then shortly after that, we found out we lost the baby. That was our first pregnancy, so it was devastating to us. Well, Pastor Jurgen heard about that, and he said, hey, we weren't going to the church yet, but he said, hey, you should come to Cherish. Cherish Conference um, is our women's conference, and it was the first one in the history of the church. And so um, at that conference, um, this woman by the name of Pastor Chris Pringle was coming, and she had had a vision of what happens to your child if you lose a child. Her child was named Jesse, and she wrote a book called Jesse explaining what happens in the vision that God gave her. And so she goes all around the world healing ladies and women who have a trauma associated or a broken heart associated with losing children. And so my wife goes to this conference, and um, what happens is she gives you a blue card and a pink card, and she says, come up to the altar, and God will literally reveal to you what sex the baby is. And so my wife goes up to the altar, and she is revealed, the Holy Spirit reveals to her that the sex of our very first child was a girl. And then she has, uh, she has the women name the baby, and so my wife named our first baby girl, Hannah. And so it was an encounter with God. It was a miracle. And it was like the, the baby that we lost that was dead, it was like got new life. It was like all of a sudden it wasn't just this miscarriage. It was a, it was a little baby girl named Hannah. And so this dead baby got given new life because there was an encounter with the Holy Spirit at, at this conference. It was after that miracle that we ended up coming to this church. And so it is because of miracles, signs, and wonders that we are here today and we are loving every second of it because this is a house of miracles. <clears throat> one, of the, one of the greatest miracles that God does in the Bible is turning barren wombs into fruitful wombs. Those, those women who have been declared that they can have children making their, their womb alive again and able to conceive is one of God's favorite miracles. And it's actually one of the miracles that God spoke to Pastor Jurgen about when he started this church. He said, this will be a house where barren wombs become fruitful. So today I want you to know your barren womb, if that is the case, if that's what's been told to you, will become fruitful. It will become fruitful. We hear that testimony over and over and over again. In fact, just this week, I heard the same testimony. Somebody that was given a 1% or 2% chance of having a baby became pregnant. Became pregnant because they came into this house where the Holy Spirit moves and people pray and believe for things. And so, and so it was because they came into this house that that happened. And God began to speak to me this week that the house of God is like a womb. It's like a womb. A womb is where life is conceived. And so people come into this house and life hits them. 
and life changes them and they get transformed. It's like people come into this house and find new life in business. They find new life in family. They find new life in relationships. They find new life in health. They find new life with God. People come in and it's like the walking dead. It's like they're numb to the world, but they come into this house and the power of God hits them and they go from just living but not being alive to vibrant, to passionate, new life hits them. And they become and start to become all that God has called them to be. Just like Dom's story, she came into this house, the power of God hit her business, hit her life. She fully submitted and now look at her. For some reason she's single, but maybe not after today. When God breathes on your life, life, new life will hit it. This is what Jesus is talking about in John 20, 22, and it says, he's speaking to his disciples, and the Bible says, he breathes on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. They receive the Holy Spirit, and they literally get born again. They literally get new life. If you're in this church long enough, the power of the Holy Spirit will breathe on you and cause new life to hit your world. When I was, uh, after we had our, our baby girl, Henley, she's 10 now, I was sitting at Jamba Juice in Santee. I call it Rancho Santee Fay. I was sitting there in, in Jamba Juice, and, uh, and I was like so excited that we had this little baby girl, and she was just born, and I just felt invigorated. I felt like... I felt like I had a new lease on life. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that's because new life brings new life. New life brings new life. When, when, when life hits your world, all of a sudden, everything around you gets better. You get invigorated. All of a sudden, I wanted to be a better man, a better dad, a better husband, because I wanted my little girl, when she got old enough, to look at me and be proud of her daddy. Because new life brings new life. And that's what happens when you come into this house and God breathes on you. You will receive new life and it will cause new life in your world. One of my favorite stories, and it's Christmas time, so I love to preach at Christmas time. And I love to just say the same story, and it's the story of Jesus and how a womb that didn't have life all of a sudden got life and gave birth to the Son of God. Luke uh, 1, 26 to, to 45 says this, it says, now in the sixth month, the angel of Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. What I didn't know before yesterday was that Nazareth means shoot or branch. And it comes from the idea that when a tree is cut down and dead, a new shoot shoots up from the stump and creates a new tree. That's what Nazareth means. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the Bible was silent. The word of God was silent for 400 years from Malachi to Matthew. So God goes to a place called Nazareth, uh, a place that means shoot, a place that means new life, a place that means new creation, and he comes there and he sends Jesus there because he wants to reinvigorate the word of God. The word was dead, so he sent the word named Jesus to Nazareth. Everything in the Bible preaches. It's amazing. So he comes to Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, and I like that too because the angel didn't knock. He didn't ask permission. He just rolled up on the scene. <laughs> having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. Um, she, Mary, hadn't really done anything in her life. She was like 14. 
But yet an angel comes and says, blessed are you, Mary. In the beginning, God created male and female, and he blessed them before they did anything. And then he said, be fruitful and multiply. I want you to know that in this house, we believe that the foundation of your world should be blessing, that God wants you blessed. Before you do anything, he wants you blessed. In fact, it's the blessing of God that allows you to be fruitful and multiply. That's why it says he blesses them, and then they become fruitful and multiply. So just know that you are blessed. Then it says, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this is that the angel of the Lord said to her, do not be afraid. The reason that every, when an angel appears to people in the Bible, they always say, do not be afraid, is because they're not these weak, bird-looking, winged angels. This is what they are. It says, in Daniel, it describes an angel. It says, his body was like barrel. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds powerful. His face is like the appearance of lightning. His eyes like torches of fire. His arms and feet like burnished bronze in color. And the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. So that's why when they arrive on the scene, they say, do not be afraid. Rejoice. Rejoice. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob, and of his kingdom there will be no end." Then Mary said to the angel, well, how can this be since I do not know a man? How can this be, God, that you gave me this dream to start a business? I've never done this kind of business before. How can it be, God, that you gave me a vision to be married one day? I don't come from a family that is functional. How can this be, God, that you can actually heal my body? I've never seen a miracle before. But he comes and he said, she says, how is this going to be? I don't even know a man. I don't have the experience. I didn't do what it takes to have a kid. But yet God gives a seed, gives her a word and says, you're going to give birth to the son of God. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, this is how it's going to happen. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And I did some research on that word, overshadow. It's like in the Old Testament. Remember when, when Moses was leading the Israelites out of Egypt and they would put a tabernacle in the desert and the Bible says that a cloud would rest on top of the tabernacle and then the glory of God would fill the tabernacle. That's the same word. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you and the glory of God will fill you and that's how you will have and give birth to a child. It says, therefore also that holy one who will be born will be called the son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. So I like the angel because he says the, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. He's going to overwhelm you. She may not have had a reference for that. But he goes on because he needs her to have some faith to believe what's about to happen. So he tells her a testimony. 
He says, your Aunt Elizabeth, they called her barren. Her womb was dead, but now she is with child six months. His name is John the Baptist, by the way. And she is with child, and she was said her womb was dead. But because the Holy Ghost came upon her, she got pregnant. Your testimony is powerful. Did you know the Bible says that with every testimony, there's a spirit of prophecy? So whenever you share your testimony, it's like you're prophesying that if God did it for you, he can do it for somebody else. That's why the Bible says they overcame the, the, the enemy with the word of their testimony, because it's powerful. I was listening to a Bible scholar, and he, and he said if you, if you chase the word testimony back to its original root, it actually means do it again. Do it again. So every time you tell your testimony, you're declaring, God, do it again. Do it again for this person. Do it again for that person. Come on, you healed my kidneys. Do it again for that person. You gave my wife a vision. Do it again for that person. You gave her a business. Do it again for that person. You're prophesying. Every time you tell your testimony, every time. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Remember, she said, how is this going to happen? Yeah. Then the angel says, a testimony. Faith hits Mary. Yeah. And she says, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. In other words, God, whatever you say, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I want to invite the, the worship team up. So after the testimony... Mary's still like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but Lord, I submit my life to you. Let it be to me as your word says. So she believes in the word of God. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste. She, was, she, she got new life. She was excited to share the news, and she goes to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. So Zechariah and Elizabeth, that's Mary's auntie and uncle, they were told that they were barren, but an angel appeared to them and said, you're going to have a baby. And then Zacharias is like, no way, that ain't going to happen. So the angel said, good news, you're not talking until the baby's born. Because you don't believe, I'm going to shut your mouth so you don't curse the miracle I'm trying to get into your life. Let me just tell you something. When God gives you a vision that seems impossible, if you don't believe it, don't say anything. Don't make God shut you up. You shut you up. God's looking for people that can say, let it be to me as you said. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to believe you because you're God. So she comes in and the babe leaped in her womb. That babe, six month old, in the womb was John the Baptist. The Bible says in that same verse, he was already filled with the Holy Ghost from the beginning. He was, he was in the womb filled with the Holy Ghost. Whew. So when Jesus walks in, in the womb of Mary, it's only been a couple of days, maybe a week or two, John the Baptist, filled with the Holy Ghost, can see what God sees, leaps in Elizabeth's stomach because he recognized the anointed one was in the room. 
he recognized the anointed one was in the room. 30 years later, they're at the River Jordan. That same John the Baptist that recognized Jesus in the womb, which by the way, reiterates the fact that a baby in the womb is alive, that a baby in the womb can be used, that a baby in the womb can feel and discern things. So 30 years after he recognizes Jesus in the womb of Mary, he sees Jesus walk into the Jordan River and he says, behold, he recognizes him again, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That same John the Baptist. Right after that, it says, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So in her womb, John the Baptist was already filled with the Holy Ghost. Now Elizabeth gets filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke. She spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. If you've been called barren, that is your confession. Blessed is the fruit of my womb. Blessed is the fruit of my womb. Whenever somebody tells me that, I say, no, 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 blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, Elizabeth says, that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed. For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Man, we need people in our lives that will prophesy in agreement with what God said. Blessed are you for those who believed. It will come to pass. These impossible dreams, you can't tell everybody the impossible dream. Just ask Joseph. You need to tell the right people the impossible dream so they can prophesy and agree with what he said, not with what the world says. So Mary comes into the house. Elizabeth, all she hears is Mary saying hello. John the Baptist recognized Jesus, but she didn't. She got filled with the Holy Ghost, and now all of a sudden she can see what God sees. She had spiritual lenses on, and it wasn't until she got filled with the Holy Ghost that she started prophesying about Jesus who was in the womb. Nobody told her that. That was the Holy Spirit revealing it to her after she got filled. There's nothing more powerful that could happen to you than getting filled with the Holy Ghost. So you can start to see what God sees. And you can receive power to do the impossible. All of this was made possible because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost can take a womb that was old and dead in Elizabeth and put life into it. He did the same thing with Sarah. Remember Sarah and Abraham, she was 90. God said, you're gonna have a child. And she goes, ha, 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 ha. And he says, what are you laughing at? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I can do anything. I can take a dead womb and put a seed in there and bring life. It's one of his favorite miracles. He can take a virgin girl who, didn't know, who hasn't done anything significant in her life. She's 14 didn't have Messiah raising experience. She's never raised a Messiah. Was an educated Bible scholar. Most would say she's not worthy or to deserve to be the mother of the prophesied Christ. Yet God sent the Holy Spirit and she gave birth to the Son of God, the one born unto us in this season, the one called 
Counselor, Mighty God, Wonderful, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, born unto her, this 14-year-old girl who didn't deserve anything, and his name would be called Jesus. And there will be a day where everything will bow their knee to the name of Jesus Christ. There's a song called, Mary, Did You Know? I don't think she had any idea what was about to happen in her womb. I don't think she knew. But she said, nevertheless, let it be to me as you said, as your word said. I came into this incubator, this place, this, this place of, that conceives life, the house of God, this church, this womb with a kind of like a surfacey relationship with God. But when I got, got here, I found new life, and new life brought me new life. All of a sudden, I got hungry for the power of God. I got hungry for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know how it was gonna happen, but the Bible says that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. And so I just got hungry and thirsty, and I wanted to be filled, and I didn't know how it was gonna happen, but I said, God, Fill me with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit overwhelmed me at a youth meeting in Mira Mesa, and I hit the deck. I could not stand up. Electricity was going through my body. I hit the ground. I fell over in the power of God. I started speaking in tongues, a language that I had never learned before, that I would never heard before. But the Holy Spirit started speaking through me. And the next thing you know, I started experiencing the Bible, not just reading about it. All of a sudden, it wasn't just words to me. There was demonstrations happening. I started to become like a World Cup Christian with wonders happening every day. Started seeing results when I prayed for people. The Holy Spirit had overshadowed me. He began to breathe life on me through prophets of God that would come into this house. And they would say, you're going to be a minister of the gospel. You're going to preach the word of God. And I'm thinking, man, you got the wrong guy. I didn't go to seminary. I didn't even listen in church growing up. I'm the, you got the wrong guy, man. I was just at the club last week. Like, back then I said that. I don't think you got the right guy, God. How is it going to happen? I'm just a real estate broker. And he said, exactly. You understand transaction. He said, just like in real estate, when you bring a buyer and a seller together for a transaction, I am calling you to be a power broker, to bring heaven to earth for a transaction. He said, my son, whatever you bind on earth, I'm giving you the keys. We'll be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. I'm not calling you to rely on human wisdom or pervasive words, persuasive words. I'm calling you to release the power of God. I don't know how it's going to happen, but let it be to me, God, as you said. Let it be to me, as you said. Acts 14.3 says, therefore, they stayed there a long time, the disciples speaking boldly in the Lord. That's a key. We got to be bold, people. Speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace. 
granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. I caught that because it doesn't say will be done by God's hands. It says will be done by their hands, the disciples' hands, the disciples' hands. Come on, it's his power, but it's your hands. It's his wisdom, but it's your mind. It's his silver and gold, but he's commanding you to go get it. It's his presence, but he wants you to carry it. You have been given power to do things for Jesus, to live your best life. I don't know about you, though, but I'm not satisfied with what I've seen before. I want to see more. I want to experience more, more signs and wonders. I want to be like in the World Cup and see miracles every 26 seconds. That's what I want to be. Is anybody hungry in here for the power of God? Does anybody want to be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit? Does anybody want a new dream or a new vision for their life? Do you believe God can do it? Say these words, say, let it be to me. As you say, let it be to me, God. As you say, come on, nothing's impossible with God. Right now, with your hands lifted, if that's you, I wanna, I wanna pray that the Holy Spirit will come upon you in your seat. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, we know that this is a womb where life is created but it's only created by the power of the Holy Ghost. So Holy Spirit, overshadow us, overwhelm us with your goodness and with your power. Give us boldness to step out in faith and do what you've called us to do. Holy Spirit, fall on each and every person. Come on, just receive power right now. Receive power right now. Receive power right now. Some of you are going to get something in your stomach or in your soul and your spirit and you want to speak it out. It's called tongue. Speak it out. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages information about upcoming events and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.